0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Hello, Friday. Boy, am I looking forward to the weekend. I don't know about you. Hoping to take this little deck project I've been working on over the, uh, over the halfway point, I guess you could say. Uh, I'm not going to mess around too much today. I guess we kind of did this week out of order. Normally Friday is my mess around day. Not my mess around day, but my rant day, I guess you could call it. Always kind of been that way. Not that I do it every Friday. I'm not going to do it this Friday. Uh, but I did yesterday. But I realized that yesterday was kind of Friday for me in terms of the podcast because of the Sunday podcast. I did Putin's speech. How many people even listened to it, for God's sake? Uh, you know, it was another one of those things that I thought was an incredibly important thing that I did here on the podcast. None of the major media, none of the social media w- was putting out the entirety uh, of his speech. And I know that, you know, as far as, like, trying to sit down and read, so somebody's like, hey, can you read this? Putin?" Like, when am I going to find time to do that? But certainly people listen to the podcast And certainly you can do other things while you're listening. I'm listening to cling on every word. But I really got very little feedback on it. And I'm not beating you up over it. Don't waste your time. Some of you did. For those of you that did, I appreciate it. Uh, Many others of you have reached out to me on other things in the meantime. So I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing uh, people. I guess I would be curious to know why. Is there a reason why you didn't respond back? Did I not make it clear I was interested in feedback on that? Maybe you said, I didn't even know you were looking for feedback. It could be a simple miscommunication. I'm just curious. You know, to me, uh, I think that that his words uh, have serious meaning, particularly at this time. Now, I'm not saying that I'm ready to buy into it hook, line, and sinker. I was trying to open up a little bit of a dialogue, you know, interested in. in hearing uh, some feedback. The little bit that I did get, I think people were affected by it, you could say. So, I don't know. Maybe you didn't listen. Uh, I don't mean to be so harsh about it, but I would be interested to hear what you had to say. I say all that as a backdrop for this. I said I wasn't going to ramble on there. I'm rambling. It's what I do, you know. Uh, uh, as a backdrop to, to what I want to begin with today, I want to get you in get you into this story a little bit that I've been talking about with the economy and the problem with the fiat money system. But before I get into that, and this isn't a bait-and-switch thing, I'm trying to just kind of layer something on you here. I want to read for you the headlines that I want to discuss today. Because as much as I, I, I say that the Fed is in trouble, the whole stinking country is in trouble the world's in trouble, and quite frankly, I think it's it's a, mostly an attitude problem. Uh, maybe we'll get into that another time. But let me just give to you some of the news, and then I want to kind of compare that to the political reaction of our so-called political leaders. I, I think when you look at all this, you could make a fair statement that our government is pretty much failing in almost every way imaginable. It's really sad. Uh, and it's being destroyed, I should say. and The government's failing. You have good people working hard. My daughter has a fantastic second-grade teacher this year. Um, I was talking to a couple of cops the other day that are doing some incredible work, just very driven, very into their work. And it's not money-driven. They're just serious about what they do, serious about their service. And I think it's a good thing. When you look at the totality of just what's being talked about today, Just just a couple of snippets. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven headlines. Let me give it to you real quick. With rising interest rates and rising debt, the taxpayer bill is finally coming due. Rising interest rates and rising debt, meaning that the payments on the interest are going through the roof, which was also predicted very well in advance. Uh, Let me just give you the totality of this, and I'll go back and speak to the individual stories. Core inflation rises to a 40-year high. Uh, And what does the Federal Reserve do? Turns around and raises interest rates another three-quarters of a point. January 6th, committee. This sham court, or whatever they're calling it, committee, votes to subpoena former President Donald Trump. What a shit show. I know I don't curse on the podcast, and I should have gave you warning on that, but I really don't know any other way to describe this sham. There's nothing more that proves to me that Donald Trump has been selected to be the next president. They say in government the squeaky wheel gets the oil, and he has just managed to make enough noise, I guess. Uh, they cut some kind of a deal as best they could, and I don't know. Uh, but I think he's going to—it's all they're talking about is Trump. Anyway, uh— Rising rates and rising debt, meaning the government's debt payments are going to go through the roof. You're going to see um, funding dry up, The grants that has funded much of the state and local governments and created these cozy little political arrangements with this easy money. It's going to dry up. And in the meantime, the state and local governments, you know I know a little bit about this, what are they going to do? They're going to turn to borrowing to bridge those gaps. So what's going to happen then? The interest rates are going to be a lot higher than what they were used to. So the bill's coming due. Big expense is part of the budget. Inflation, 40-year high. January 6th, committee from the House of Representatives, are there any senators on this? I don't think so. And they're going to subpoena Donald Trump. They drag in the former president to this sham. But they're back to calling him, now they call him former President Donald Trump. They, were saying, they wouldn't say his name for a while. Now they're back to that. Here's another story for you. <clears throat> and I don't think that this is a, um, a, a, a rare occurrence here. New York City homeless shelter population hits an all-time high amid the cascading migrant crisis. Uh, listen, I, there's a lot I could say about this. But it's a serious, pumping all these people in here. I said this was inhumane to allow this to go on. What do you say to somebody who's homeless? You say, I'm going to allow you to go into an empty house with no heat and no running water. That's not helping somebody. I'll allow you to be an illegal tenant. What is that? That's not responsible. We just continue to turn a blind eye to this because it was politically expedient and economically expedient. And it's going to blow up in our faces. It really is. It's happening right now. And it's not going to be you anything, oh, we'll fight, we'll fight. It's not going to be a fight. It's going to be a, a woman with her children. What are you going to fight? We're going to figure out how to feed these people now. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. Martin Scaris says box office obsessions are insulting. And uh, there's really something phenomenal under this story that I want to get into in terms of what's going on, in terms of popularity and what that means and how it ties to the podcast, really. Clinics, they say. This is uh, more uh, Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood offering free vasectomies, citing a surge in demand. Free vasectomies. Will they not stop at anything to kill off the population of American people, for God's sake? How much more could they do to encourage people to not have any children or stop having children? It's, un- it's unreal, the depths. All I want to know, though, is that's your business. Uh, there was a time I thought about getting a vasectomy. It's not something I would rule out. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so I don't have really a big judgment to make on that. I think it's part of the abortion argument. You have birth control measures are available. Yeah, go get a vasectomy. I will say this. The, all these guys jumping into the vasectomy thing, and I already know he's typing right now as I say this. My brother Dave out in Iowa uh, he got one and has been suffering with migraines ever since. There's it, it, it no surgery, there's no needle that is completely risk-free. There's none. doesn't exist. Uh, I heard quite a few uh, horror stories, serious swelling and pain. And I know there's women out there, oh, oh, now you know what it's like to give birth. Yeah. You you don't know what it's like for a man to have a fever. Then then you um, when you give birth, you almost understand how difficult it is for a man to deal with the common cold. <laughs> I'm going to get a little pushback on that. It's okay. It's all right. I know, sexist, misogynist. My daughter loves me. That's all I can tell you. I had a close relationship with my mother. Say what you want. By modern standards, I guess I just don't cut it because I joke around. Um, The last story I want to talk about uh, is this L.A. councilwoman with the the racist remarks. Did you hear it? This story is hilarious. I want to talk about something a little different. You know I always bring a little different angle, and I will this time as well. But let me just add this up. Broadly speaking, because I said I wanted to give you the headlines. You tell me if you think this country is doing well. Inflation through the roof, debt payments for the federal government to go through the roof with no end in sight. They're still spending more than they're taking in with no plan, not even a discussion on how to reverse that meaning that the rates are going to continue to rise and the payments are going to continue to go up until they are unbearable. They will come up with creative ways to tax. They have to. The government's not, they, they won't allow them to default on it. It won't be an option. So they'll just begin to tax things out of existence. If it gets bad enough, they'll start a war to cover the whole thing, if they haven't already. The money problem is the biggest problem we face. I've used this analogy before. Think about a family with financial troubles, and very few families are able to navigate that without a lot of conflict. Am I right? We are in serious economic trouble, and it's not just the United States. Uh, the Europe seems like it's in bad shape. Uh, China may be in bad shape. I'm not so sure about Russia. Uh, India I don't think is in bad shape. Uh, some of these are India, you know, has a lot going for it. Russia does too, some of these other economies. I think Australia has a lot going for their economy. Maybe Canada as well, believe it or not. I don't know. But the bottom line is there's a serious, serious problem with the dollar. I've been saying it. And you see the signs getting worse. You see the turbulence increasing. I'll be fair about this. Back in 2006 with the great crash, I thought then, this is it. The dollar is going to go kaput. The markets can't go any higher. They're already way overvalued. They cannot kick the can down the road because investors won't buy the dollar. And I was wrong. They did all of those things, amazingly. And could they do it again? I guess we're going to find out. This issue with the January 6th committee, is this something that you want to see? I haven't heard anybody out there even express any interest in it. It's just another example of the government just taking a serious left turn. New York City homeless shelter population exploding. They're not required, I don't believe, to just sit around in the shelters all day. Sooner or later, these people are going to revolt. It's only a matter of time. Uh, I'll skip over this box office obsessions. We'll talk about that last if we have time. With all the problems of the world, with all the issues that we face in this country and our communities, and Planned Parenthood is offering free vasectomies. Now, there's people out there that would say, oh, yeah, I agree. Why would you want to have a child at this time? And you faithless wretches. Everybody who thinks like that, it's a real shame. I hate to say it. And there is a spiritual aspect to it. And there is a, a piece of faith that you can't deny. We are spiritual beings. I don't care what anybody wants to tell you. The science proves it to be true. It's a fact. And when you have a society that's void of religion, you have pain, suffering, depression, and and all of this points to all of that. Economic problems, social problems, and, and no leadership behind it. And then you have this... this uh, Los Angeles City Council, right? This is a big city. There's somebody taping this woman's comments. And all that, you know, the fact that she's Hispanic, so much for the Latinx. I thought they were a big part of the Democrat Party. Oh, not necessarily. It sounds like blacks have the top of the heap. Transgender blacks, I guess, are the untouchables right now. Have you created a hierarchy? Listen, I'm not the one who did it. This is just my observation. Don't call me the racist. I wouldn't have it this way at all. What can you you if you're a white guy, what can you say publicly about a black tranny and it be acceptable? Nothing. What can you say about if you're a white uh male uh um you know Protestant? What can you say about Jewish? Nothing. Not a word. Gay people, nope. Better not bring it up. Hispanics, negative. But see, here's what I'm trying to point out: the Hispanic is a little lower on the on the. Maybe if it was a transgender Hispanic, it might beat like a straight black guy. I don't know how that works within the rules there. But this is what they have going on. They call it. They 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 realize that the equality argument was just not working because it's not equality, and they say no, 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 no. It's about equity. You see the change of terms. When people don't catch it. Well, wait a minute. How do we go from equality, you know, from equal opportunity, to equality to equity? And this is what you're getting: black transgender trumps everybody. I don't care what you say. Black tranny comes up to you and says, "White boy robbed a bank." You're probably going to end up in handcuffs. If I had to guess, God forbid you say something. So you say something negative about a black tranny, and you're a white dude. You got a big problem. Am I right? Interesting how we've kind of created this new hierarchy of society. I don't abide by these rules. Maybe you do. Some people do. Let me go back. So this is just kind of the state of the union. That that you have massive inflation, massive problems, homeless shelters bulging at the seams because of a the our borders being overrun. Let's not let that slip by. Meanwhile, uh presumably with government funding The primary headline and goal is to to get as many men snipped as possible. Uh, And then we have this issue of of the blatant racism going on in politics. It's unbelievable. Uh, More to say about all this I want to get into here. Core inflation. No, no, let me go back up. This was the story that really kind of got me thinking about this whole lineup today. And this is the headline. With rising rates and rising debt, the taxpayer bill is finally coming due. The taxpayer bill. <clears throat> Almost like it's owed to them. And that's the way they, whoever's holding the debt, looks at it. Some of it may be you. You don't have any money in, in U.S. Treasuries? I'll bet you you do if you have a 401K. Certain, if you have a pension? Oh, yeah, you've got money you got money in treasuries, and some states are pulling out and uh, different making uh, changes to things. Not of, of treasuries, uh, of other things, but um, basically you've got huge money, huge investment money that's owed mostly to the American people. Most of the debt is owed to American citizens. And I'm going to bet that a good portion of them are working class people with 401k money. And if the market takes a hit, serious hit, I've, listen, I thought the value, let me just see what the stock market value was. Uh, Stock market value 10, uh, 13, 20, no, it's 2022, 2012, no, 2006, thank you. All right, so this would have been before the Great Recession. Here we go. Stock market report. Why is this not as easy? You know they say they're scrubbing the Internet? I believe it. Okay. So in 2006, before the Great Recession, just to put this in perspective. Now, it's been uh, 2006, 12, 16 years. Um, But the Dow was at 12,000. 12,000. Stock market, it looks like it was up at that point. So the crash hadn't really occurred, I guess. I don't know the whole history on the 2006, 2007. So probably a little early before all that. All like yeah, it would have been. October 2006, now I remember. Everything was good. They were predicting a soft landing for the economy. Dow Jones at 12,000 points compared to 31,000 today, right? What's the, uh? What's the Dow today? 33,000 almost, down from a high of 37,000. 37,000 recent high this year compared to 12,000 in 2006, meaning that the values tripled. Um, uh, Interest rate, let me see. Rate for money to... Double in seven years because that's what basically happened. Ten percent. So the market, in, in just, I'm just doing some some napkin math here, big broad numbers. The market, stock market, has definitely has has uh, has gone up as a whole ten percent per year for the past. Uh, what did I say? Since 2006, sixteen years, and it was going on before that. It's great, right? <clears throat> Stock market returns, 10%. That's the whole, what's the Dow as, as an average, not the whole market? 10%, right? And, and you've had other stocks that have gone up much more, certainly at different periods of time. But as a whole, the Dow, 10% year over year. And you say, it's great, I guess, but how do you have that increasing at that rate when it, during the same period, inflation was basically non-existent. How does that work? It doesn't. It can't possibly happen. And it was so heavily fueled and being propped up by debt and more debt. And they, would, they wouldn't they would say that, right? they say, oh, a strong housing market is an indication of a strong economy. No. Oh, let's write more mortgages, okay? Well, how are we going to do that? Well, we'll relax the requirements to attract more people and make home buying more attractive to more people and people in marginalized communities. They're doing it again, right? I just talked about this recently. Uh, Who was it, Bank of America? I think Kamala Harris was talking, we're working with the banks so they can invest in marginalized communities with no money down loans. These are suckers' bets. This isn't helping people. When home people give them a separate loan for the down payment and no interest on it, you see, so that their property is protected. They're going to be hung on this, uh, you know, crazy loan, usually variable interest rate they sell them on. Oh, yeah, interest rates have gone up, but don't you worry. We got a new product just came out last week. Let me see if you qualify. It's called an ARM. You ever heard of it? No, let me tell you how great it. Is. You know, the loan broker—they're getting points based on closing the loan. They're going to give you every reason. Oh, you think it's you think it's a little expensive? I can get that cost down for you. You can. How are you going to do that? Oh, don't you worry. That's why they call me the the mortgage broker joker. Anything you need, low payments, more time to pay—we can make it work. How many car loans do you hear the same thing? Inflation cured all that, right? People underwater in their car loans. How many car loans here? No no money, no credit, no driver's license, no problem. I kid you not. I I don't know about the no driver's license part. But the lunacy has gone on and on and on. And now we have faced a very difficult uh, convergence where there's too much money in supply. The Fed is correct. Unfortunately, it's too late. I think even the cash basis is too much. Too much cash out there. And the ability to open a bank, and especially with digital currency, uh, it's going to be a very turbulent time, I see. Either very turbulent, or you're going to have like this nasty stagflation. It'll be a different name. Look, Social Security's going up 8% in January. 8% increase in Social Security. Who's paying for that? Working taxpayers. Right, And how many of those working taxpayers got an 8% increase? This is going to become a huge problem. and It's only going to get worse. You remember when me talking about when the uh, public works guys out, I think it was Seattle or Portland, and, then they, and the phony liberal mayor, whoever came down, or council person it was, explained to them that there's going to be a new $10 tax for everybody working in the city to help pay for the homeless problem. This was union guys, big supporters of of the Democrat Party, and they are there, and they're pounding their their, uh, shovels or something. Boom, boom. No new taxes. No new taxes. And she's like, hey, no, no, we're working together. I'm on your side. Remember, union, Democrat? No new taxes. Look, people have a limit, and they shouted it down, and guess what? The tax didn't pass from what I understand. And uh was repealed or whatever the case might be. People are going to revolt. We pay so much in taxes and inflation is so high. If the government turns around and tries to raise taxes, I believe that you're going to see serious problems develop. And maybe then at that point it will be the point that pushes people into, into some kind of violence. I don't know how much people can take. We've been completely ripped off. It's happening now. January 6th committee votes to subpoena former President Donald Trump. But to whose benefit is this for? Not one American person that I've spoken to, not that I've taken a large sample, i hear any call, we ought to bring Donald Trump, get him in here. Let's hear from him firsthand. Plus, the whole thing is a scam. He'll benefit from it. I don't know. The, the, the networks will be all over it. right? He should argue that it can't be publicized. That would be fantastic. This issue of the New York City homeless shelter population. What's the shortage of cops in New York City right now? You better start looking at that number. They got something like 60,000 homeless in New York City shelters. 60,000. And New York City is a big city. But 60,000 hungry, angry people could do a lot of damage. And that's not all of them. That's just the ones they have counted there. And I don't think this problem is limited to New York City one bit. Not one bit. I think it's the whole country. They keep letting people go, oh, yeah, they're hardworking. You're just looking for a better way of life. And it's very true. Many are. But some can't and some never will. Some need help, a lot of help. And we're going to be the ones giving it to them. We have no other choice. Uh, you watch. You watch as, as difficult decisions start to, be, to become uh, front and center. They're going to they're gonna be cutting back the military. They're not going to be able to afford it anymore. They're they're downing the uh, the the strategic oil reserve. When's that going to get filled back up? Let me ask you that. I think they're they're plant they're about to empty it. It's really amazing when you think about it. How's that going to get? What's the cost of refilling that? What's the return on this investment? Right? It, it, watch what that cost. That money that, that oil's gone. That money's gone. Who even got it? Where'd it go? Who knows? Let me talk about this story. Hopefully we'll get done a little early today. You could enjoy your weekend. The mystery behind the L.A. racist tape scandal. Who leaked it and why? Best article uh, I read on this. Did you hear this story? This uh, Latino, I want to say she's Mexican, but I don't know, a female council person uh, out in L.A., uh, was having a closed-door meeting with apparently some Latinos in the uh, union out there. I don't know which union. Um, it's, it's published here, though. And uh, there's about five people, I believe, in this meeting. And this is hilarious. She First of all, she calls the uh, the child. Apparently she went, and they don't say it like this in the article, but apparently she felt that the child of this other councilman uh, was misbehaving. And she described the child in Spanish as a little monkey. Well, it turns out that it's two gay white guys that adopted a black kid, and uh, the kid was, you know, according to her anyway, misbehaving. And um, and now she's been forced to resign. Apparently, Biden was made aware of this, and this was, this made me like, whoa, wait a minute! Thought Latino woman they're calling her a racist and. It's just, uh, this is the other thing, right? It, it was just like whites against all the other race, was how they had that broken down. That was the racism line. But now people are going, oh no, no, no. If you're not black tranny, you really don't have standing in this country anymore. That's the fact. So sorry there, Latinx sweetie, but uh, <laughs> you calling uh, a monkey, um, can't have it, gotta go. You're, you're way down on the totem pole. So, here's the issue on this, though. So, the, the blatant reverse racism in this uh, is kind of interesting to me. Uh, the Look, I don't say that it wasn't distasteful, um, but I don't think she did anything wrong. She was having a private conversation. If I want to say that I think that Joe Biden is a monkey... My, my, my being, I said, "Who's well, he's white. What do, what do you mean? Well, I don't infer that black people are monkeys. So if I say monkey, you infer black people. Who's the racist in this equation? Explain that to me. If I call a white kid a little monkey, is it different then? Asian kid, if I call him a little monkey, is it different then? What are the rules of this? And just like Putin said, where are these rules written? I don't think she should have stepped down at all. She should have told everybody to go pound sand. You know why? Because the taping was illegal, I was wondering, and they did come out with it here in this article in Pennsylvania, it's illegal to tape somebody. Why is this stuff never prosecuted? It's destroying our you know with especially with the accessibility of recording devices today uh it's really easy to violate somebody's privacy, and if you don't have privacy, you can't have trust. How do you possibly go into a room and meet with people uh and and trust that somebody's not taping it? I think it's probably happening. A lot more than you think, in some cases legally, but in most cases illegally. People wanting to tape and get copies of things, and and frankly, um, she should have just denied it and said, I, "I'm not. It's not me in that tape. I didn't consent to any taping." And and here's what you, here's what, here's where you need to know how to defend yourself when you're doing things. Uh, if somebody were to try and produce in court a, a, a um, Uh, say a call manuscript you have every right to know who took the manuscript and who was on the call and to speak to them so she should have just turned around and said uh excuse me that's not me on that tape and um i want to know who it is that's bringing this forward i want to speak to them and just deny it nothing else that to be spoken about there it is you we know hey listen I told you already, until you can produce the individual that made this tape, that they're going to sit here and testify that that's me. There's really nothing more to discuss. Go ahead and do it. As if you do, if you're telling me that there's somebody that actually taped a conversation of me without my consent, I want to have the police here waiting to arrest them on the spot. So if you're willing to get this person in here and they're willing to get arrested, bring them on in here. That's how we're gonna do it. Because it's illegal to tape somebody. And and you don't know what context I'm speaking. This is a free country. I'm not saying it's not distasteful. I don't go around calling kids monkeys, and I don't think it's a good idea to do to call anybody a monkey for that matter. But it's not illegal. She didn't do anything wrong. Distasteful isn't isn't necessarily wrong or a crime. You know, it's not so nice to talk to people. I didn't say it was. It's not nice. You're right. It's not nice. It really isn't. But sometimes things are nice. Sometimes people say mean things. <laughs> and they've said them to me, too. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Biden's getting involved. How about if Biden spent a little more time running the country? I'm just saying this as, a, as your average Joe Schmo taxpayer. That's really what I'm trying to get in all this. Kind of what I've been trying to get at all week. And I don't know if I'm making any sense with it. But we have so far taken our eye off the ball, it's not even funny. Not everybody. Some of say, was pretty simple to me. Secure the border. Trump started doing it. We know how to do it. Nope. The value, the money situation is not that hard to fix. Peg the value to a fixed value that can't be politicized, and work out an amortization schedule to pay down the debt. Lock it into a fixed rate. Boom. Done. Move on. <laughs> Easily solvable. Simple, I should say. Not necessarily easy. <clears throat> this issue of the homeless people you better pay attention to. What do you think is going to happen? People are in serious trouble, destitute, uh, going to be influenced a lot of times by crime and drugs, and when they have needs, sooner or later they're going to knock on doors. It's already been happening. People getting off of buses, I forget where this was reported, part of New York, I think, knocking on doors where they just dumped them off the bus. It's wrong. It's wrong that the federal government allows it to go on. I said this before, we should have built a refugee center on the border. What is the most humane thing to do? They say they're fleeing these countries, take them at their word. Can we verify that? I don't know. How about this story? Did I mention this yesterday? Have you noticed in Ukraine every day they got their hand out they want more money? More, we need money. We need missiles. We need more bombs. Eh. And then every day here, they are pledging ninety-two billion. And Biden pledges another seventeen billion in aid, and another fourteen billion in aid, and more aid. And blah blah. blah. Have you heard one request for, say, uh, humanitarian relief, or say, um, baby formula? Are they having? Are they even having a baby formula shortage in Ukraine? We still have a baby formula shortage over here. They must have enough over there. I don't hear them complaining about it. They don't hear Ukraine complaining about inflation. How about blood? I mean, with all this tragedy going on, you would think they'd have a shortage of blood. Is there anything we can do? We should somebody should call their congressman, say, hey, all this money, I'm concerned. Do they have enough blood? Should we be giving blood or something? Do they need blood? How about like baby diapers, you know, with all the people being displaced, right? It's a war, right? There's like what's where's the humanitarian effort? You don't hear a word about it. Never a word. I can spot the lying news stories a mile away. Let me just see here if something pops up. Just at a random... Uh, Trump Forms New Company, impossible attempt to evade New York lawsuit. Who knows if that's really true. This is hilarious. Did you see the photos of Jamie Lee Curtis and her two daughters? I saw the picture, and uh, I guess I could say I was kind of a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis. I liked... it uh, was a silence of the... No, um... Uh, uh Halloween right classic uh old uh horror flick well anyway, she's there with these two quote daughters <clears throat> I'm looking at the one with the dark hair i'm like I, th- I actually thought something was like maybe she was um you know uh mentally handicapped or something like that, and uh sure enough, sure enough, turns out it's a dude <clears throat> kind of is a kind of a big barrel chested dude with long hair and a strange smile indeed uh calling himself a girl now it appears to have uh I don't know if it's a stuffing thing or you know there's been some top work done there <laughs> I don't know how to talk about these things anymore everything's changed pretty quickly you know um i you know the other daughter uh she's all dressed up trying to put her you know her best foot out there and this has to be absolutely tragic for her i would imagine and who knows, maybe this is the brother's way of getting back. I don't know, but it's one ugly dude. I don't care what you say. Call me whatever you want. That's ugly. Um, that's a shame, too, quite frankly. Uh, but anyway, um, oh, yeah. yeah and that, so the dude had a black girlfriend, and now the dude is a girl, but still has the black girlfriend with green in her hair. It's interesting. And Jamie Lee Curtis's husband, boy, he looks like a strange creature. Uh, The other daughter, I really don't know what to say. And then her husband, he looks uh, really creepy, too. I don't know these people. They're probably the nicest people ever, and here I am just ripping them. Um, It's the transgender dude that really caught me. And he stays with the girl. It's just fascinating. that Everybody's just gender fluid now, I guess. Anyway, I was trying to look for a, a fake news story, and I got off on that. I didn't find it. I want to mention this before I let you go. (laughs) Sorry for that little uh, digression, diversion, whatever you want to call it. There's an article here. Um, I don't know who this guy is. Martin Scurise. I probably wouldn't even be able to pronounce the last name if I hadn't uh, had some business dealings with a guy named Scurise years ago. He's talking about the obsession over uh, box office. and He says it's repulsive. And insulting, and he's talking about you know every movie comes out like oh uh, you know Batman a hundred million in American theaters over the weekend and but and they have all these numbers right and it's like the New York New York Times bestseller list for authors I'm like yeah I'm at the top of the list you know I don't think they publish the number of books sold you know I guess for movies it's all about the the revenue and how much they make. Anyway, he's saying, look, you know, it's an art. And, of course, you need to cover the cost of the movies. But beyond that, it's an art, and it should be treated as such. It's not just, you know, a money-making thing. You know, Transformers might may, may, may make big money, um, but that's not necessarily capturing the art of, of drama and theater. I'm not a big theater movie guy, by the way. There was a time when I was younger I enjoyed it, but uh, it's not really something that I is on my, my list. Probably not yours as well. Maybe you are a movie watcher. So I'm not... I'm not trying to say it really affects me. But here's how I can relate. I relate to it in terms of the podcast. I would be lying to you if I said it hasn't been a bit of a an ego punch uh, to see how the shadow banning has omitted me from any of the top charts where we once were for a long period of time. And people can't find the podcast. It is a little bit. I, I really feel and this article helped me a little bit too, but been able to move beyond that to realize Uh, that there's a different purpose and that not everything good revolves around big, grandiose numbers all the time. And, yeah, it can be exciting to see something take off. Uh, Everybody loves that, and it's something I think that appeals to people for sure. Uh, But I don't think it needs to be, and I don't think it should be, the driving force in, in many endeavors for lots of different reasons, if I'm making any sense with that. There's some things that just matter on a different level. And there's nothing wrong with measuring. It's a good reminder for me with the podcast. Uh, I really shouldn't even really remember. I would be, uh, be uh, looking at the level of listenership. What difference does it make? It's not going to change my message. And it's not going to change anything that I'm going to do. I don't want everybody to listen to the podcast. Not everybody's going to agree with me. Most people won't. I saw a guy, I'll leave you with this thought, running for office, I think, in, in uh, Nevada, And he's he's running for Republican, and a bunch of people in his family wrote a letter, publicized it, saying that they were voting for the other side. And I thought that would be me, probably. I'd probably have my own family come out, I kid you not, and talk about all the things I've done, the library book I didn't return, and uh, the time I pushed the kid off his bike when I was seven, and... I'm making that up. But you know every dirty little deed that I've ever done and all the reasons why they, they would never vote for me and, and I'm not a good fit to lead or whatever the case might be, and I make an easy target out of it. <clears throat> I could see the exact same thing happening. What are you going to do? Listen, it's Friday. I'm probably going to come back on Sunday. Not a promise there. i got a lot going on, including doing a little campaigning uh, for the Nancy Price campaign, which I'm pretty excited about. I'll let you know how that goes when I do come back. Hope to see you there. In the meantime, have a great weekend. And do something for yourself